Hello, everybody, and welcome to the second installment of the Wafflers podcast. Woo! Uh, I am Ricardo. Woohoo! Um, I will be hosting today. I was not um, able to join last time because of time zones. Um, but yeah, I'm here now, and I'll be here, so get used to it. Um, I am joined today <laughs> by <laughs> my three wonderful co-hosts, um, Beatrice, uh, Elena, and Ellie. Um, today we will be talking about, um, can people of color be racist? All right. Okay. To the floor. All right. Uh, Let's get into it. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Yeah. Hello, everybody. I think definitely people of color can be racist. 150% can have racist behaviors. For example, we live in Asia. And if you tuned into last week's episode, if you haven't, go check it out. Anchor.fm slash the wafflers. Check but, it out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we talked about colorism, especially in Asia. And I think that's a very form of prevalent racist behavior because Definitely. of the negative connotations that are associated with blackness or being brown. And yeah. I think there's a lot of uh, harmful stereotypes that are perpetuated in Asian communities, which I should know because I'm surrounded by them constantly <laughs> and so i mean yeah, sure. elena and ellie are also surrounded by them since we live in asia so indeed indeed we are i mean i mean ricardo since times. since moving to like outside of asia has your perspective changed on the issue or like this kind of discussion I mean, on it, if anything it just you know made the issue um, stand out a little bit because you know moving from an Asian country to a country which is definitely predominantly white you know you start noticing the the little daggers which um some people would, would throw at you maybe in the streets or you know um, but you know it doesn't happen anymore because again white people here are uh, very much the majority and um, yeah this issue just just does not come up as much here it, it really doesn't. I mean, so would you say reverse racism is a thing? Because, I oh, mean, yeah. I think, yeah, I think well, personally I mean, for me, yeah? I mean, yeah, but, I mean, it depends. Again, the term, you know, reverse racism. I mean, racism is racism. It doesn't matter what True. Um, what race you are. If, if you're slurring at someone because of um, their their skin looks or if you're slurring at someone because they come from a certain area, you know, that a racism and you know the reverse racism is just racism so yeah i think yeah, i think but, definitely anyone can be racist yeah i think though it's important to make a like delineation between systemic and institutionalized racism versus racial prejudices because it's not fair for us to say that um we're all on the same playing field in terms of what kind of attacks can be thrown and what kind of a behavior is acceptable. Although I feel that there's definitely um, racist behavior that's perpetuated against uh, Caucasians or against kind of uh, white passing people. I do think there's a difference that should be talked about in terms of dealing with systemic racism and racial prejudices. 
I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm it's sort of no, no, no. Yeah, no. You're you're 100 right. And um, uh, with the whole uh, systemic racism thing, um, it's obviously. I mean, it's not encouraged by society at all. But you know, it's it's um, white usually, white on other races racism. Um, yeah. It's 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 not encouraged, but you know it's uh, it's overlooked. It's uh, when a white At person the end of the day, like, oh, racism is racism. So uh, yeah, more yeah. groups deal with it than others, and in different ways, and it's talked about more in certain ways. Like recently with the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, it like yeah, it, that was the most talked about at the time, but. There was still racism in many other ways going around, if that makes sense. Like, it's yeah. never is talked about the most at a certain time, but at the end of the day, racism is racism. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I definitely think that talking about racism and understanding your, like, particularly, like, white privilege has definitely come up over the past year and a half. Like, I was definitely aware of my privilege as a Caucasian individual, but I haven't really thought about it as much as I have over the past year and a half, particularly when Black Lives Matter did um, become very prevalent in the US at the beginning of 2020. And I've come to believe that it is so important that you understand that although we shouldn't judge one another for our racial differences, because of how societies came to be, you should understand what advantages or disadvantages you are put at because of the color of your skin or mm -hmm. your heritage yeah. or your your accent or whatever it is that you're being like as you said Beatrice like racial prejudice is definitely very prevalent no matter where you are in the world yeah I think there's a lot to do with tolerance as well because <laughs> yeah cultures and people will always clash it's just how our world works everyone is different and so it's just learning how to be together in I wouldn't say harmony because we're always going to fight <laughs> but it's Definitely. learning how to be okay with other people and learning how to be respectful not necessarily agreeing with their views or because yeah uh skin tone doesn't mean everything but also it brings a cultural background that is different to somebody else's and cultures clash if that makes sense so oftentimes oftentimes it's just an excuse you know oftentimes uh, people that are racist are just just genuinely not there as people and just people looking for an excuse to pick a fight or you know mm -hmm. people just not happy with themselves and so they um, go out <laughs> and just judging others and uh, you know talking a lot of smack and just creating brawls you know it's using racism as an excuse you know using skin tone as um a means to provoke people yeah um, like yeah. spawning their differences yeah definitely i think as well there's always this quote that i think about when i think about race and it's you're not responsible for the first thought that comes in your head because that's what society has kind of cultivated you to believe. But you are responsible for your reaction or the second thought. And it's oftentimes put on young people to have the impetus to kind of correct, I guess, racist, like, older generations. 
yeah. or people that were kind of educated or brought up to think certain things or actions are okay. I think it's very difficult, however, to get away from racist stereotypes because everyone already has prejudices. It's kind of like what we were talking about last week with pretty privilege. I think of so many harmful stereotypes that are perpetuated about BIPOC, like Black, Indigenous, and people of color in the media and, and everyday life, kind of casual racism that gets flung from either side of the spectrum. I don't think it's healthy at all. And I think there's a certain level of time that needs to go into it and re-education. But when you think about re-education with our peers or with family members, sometimes it's hard to get that point across. It's hard to explain it, especially coming from someone who has experienced that sort of behavior. So very question. I'm just going um, to throw in a question here because I, I think we, we can all agree that um, racism happens in all forms um, from all sorts of people towards all sorts of people. And um, I think we can all agree that um, this is uh, mostly because of the way society um, presents you know, certain, um, certain group demographics uh, throughout the media and, um, and how uh, social media um, and just society in general um, kind of gloss over uh, certain aspects of racism. But the question I wanted to uh, put forth here is, do you guys think that we're moving away from this? Do you guys think that um, us as a society are sort of moving away from stereotypes? And do you guys think that as a society, we are kind of um, all coming to our senses and sort of um, agreeing no. that we should all stop? I I definitely think that having the mindset that we can erase all stereotypes is incredibly unrealistic because although I would love, and I'm sure we would all love to be in this ideal society where we don't have stereotypes built in our mind and we don't put judgment on others when we meet them, but it is quite literally built into our system. I remember in one of my psychology lessons, we were looking at something called schema and it's how your brain literally form stereotypes so that you can understand the world better and our scammers are all different they're all built differently so we all view the world differently so like uh, my drawing of a burglar will be different to perhaps like what your drawing of a burglar is because of how we've seen the world and built it to be um do i think we're moving away from racism i'm not sure i i hope so i think <laughs> Generation Z is definitely quite an unusual generation because I've never seen so much presence with their voices in the media as I have in the past since I've had social media for however little years I've had social media. <laughs> <laughs> Not too long. Um, but I definitely think that younger generations are pushing for a better society whether there's still racial pre prejudice there or not. They're still trying to say, like, I mean, Kamala Harris was sworn in as the first African-American, Asian descent woman, vice president, the 
United States has ever seen. I mean, that's Whoa. incredible. And yeah, we got to we got to we got to be teenagers watching that live. Exactly. I was none of us are American here, are we? Exactly. But it feels so meaningful to see that. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible. I watched it live. I was like, I need I recorded it on my phone. I was like, I need to see this. A little brown girl she's... here who's all excited. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I, think... I think in general, um, you could argue that it's getting worse in the extent that we're talking about it more. Because yeah. if such issues and these problems have always been there and they've been changing racism and everything changes into different ways um but i think with our generation we're talking about it more and so i don't think it's necessarily we're moving forward i think we're just becoming more aware it will take a lot more time for us to move forward and i think by the time that we could move forward racism would have changed into a completely different state (laughs) so yeah i think it's hard yeah i mean um yeah i'm just yeah just considering for me like talking about improving the status or the equality or treatment or tolerance of different races i think it's very difficult for me to be optimistic at the moment maybe that will change in a few years but i don't know if you guys have heard there's been a lot of attacks against asian americans and in particular asian american elders um in the u.s Mm -hmm. and as someone who has family in the U.S., I kind of have some sense of worry for them or even fellow Asian Americans because it's unjust and obviously it's cruel, the humiliation they're put through and the yeah. pain that they're put through just because we're yeah. different. And mm-hmm. a lot of stereotypes as well about Asians in particular you guys can interject with your own experiences but this idea of the model minority myth I think it really impacts the way that Asian children are brought up I mean especially now with COVID and yeah Yeah. all of the things that we've seen recently with uh China virus against yeah China virus and also like attacks against people who who may look stereotypically Chinese I know um, one of my friends uh, mother's kid uh, was uh, like beat up at school because she's mm. Chinese Chinese descent mm. she lives in Australia oh and my gosh. Um, she was attacked because of um how she looked and they were calling it the china virus and things and i never thought about australia in that way i don't know why but Mm -hmm. it was actually quite shocking for me to hear that this happened and then it also happened in australia yeah i i definitely hate to say that if i hadn't have moved to hong kong at such a young age it's been literally 10 years now um i don't know where my racial prejudices would have been if I was still growing up in Australia because as patriotic as one is for their <laughs> their place of origin I moving outside and becoming like a third culture kid and watching it from the outside I've definitely 
become more aware. People idolize Australia, and don't get me wrong, Australia is absolutely amazing. <laughs> um, but racism is so very prevalent there. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps it's not as drastic as what we're seeing in the US, but we cannot, we can't be oblivious. Yeah, we can't yeah. be oblivious to what's going on there, or else the issue's never going to mm-hmm. be fixed. I mean, I. Can... I yeah. Go yeah, on. I'm definitely, I can see the same about Italy. I mean, here, um, everybody is so incredibly close minded, like super racist, super homophobic as well, because, you know, mm-hmm. a Christian mm-hmm. country, yeah. which, which, you know, Italy is, you know, we, we, you know very much um, Catholic here. Yeah. Just because, you know, it's, it's where the Pope is and the Holy Roman Empire and the whole thing. Um, yeah, kind of just the fact that we had, um, they still do in schools, in primary schools, um, up until you graduate and you're ready to go to uni, um, there is, you know, it, there's um, a religion sort of subject thing, which isn't like, you know, what, what DIB proposed, which is like global world religion, where you kind of study um, uh, different kinds of religion. This is yeah, forced Catholicism. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not what we have here is forced Catholicism. Yeah, I have that have in Colombia as well. You have to take mm-hmm. it, and I, I, I think that that's just one example of you know the the state and sort of um, the people who run it forcing their ideals onto the younger generation, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's it's not just Catholicism. It's uh, you know everything from the textbooks only having white people, therefore you know kind of normalizing um uh, seeing society as white and um yeah. therefore just creating all sorts of prejudices um and uh, you know in some some places you you sort of have um, you're starting to have um a reverse sort of problem um when where you you hear all these people saying that um uh, all white men are, you know, just fuck, they're terrible. And uh, you maybe you're a little kid and you think, damn, I'm, I'm white and straight and I'm a guy. Like, so am I supposed to feel bad about this? Uh, you know, obviously that's wrong. And um, obviously this hasn't happened very often. And obviously generalization like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't make up a lot of um, relevant conversations. Um, so it's definitely not as prominent, but um, yeah, I think I think if I wouldn't have like if I didn't move to Hong Kong, and I would have stayed here, then I definitely would have been a little more racist and like, definitely a lot more homophobic. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know what discussions you guys have had with your like your parents or people of like older generations, but. I've definitely had quite a few conversations with my parents about like this like racism in Australia and when they were going to school and when they were our age and I think it's I mean going back to when we were talking however many minutes ago I definitely think we've moved somewhere in the past hard decade because well, very clearly, there have been major advancements, and now moving onwards today, it perhaps needs to be looking a little deeper and diving deeper into, well, perhaps, yes, now, m- people of all races, 
or hopefully people of all races or genders can go to school now sadly not everywhere in the world but where can we move forward like diving a little deeper and looking at like being picky because the thing with issues like racism and homophobia and sexism is you need to be picky to solve the issue you can't just like let it slide because something that really frustrates me I don't know about you guys is when people just kind of let it slide once and then are not okay about it before but let it slide because it's like you're if you have solid beliefs in something you need to show that you need to act it you can't just believe it and I think moving forward that's what we need to stand by is that you need to act by those beliefs and you can't obviously Mm. nobody's perfect but I mean society's not perfect clearly we are not in a perfect society and I don't know we need to start being a little bit more picky with how we treat acts of racism and racism in the classroom or on the street or wherever um, i think it's yeah, difficult I mean, I don't... I it think is right you definitely know i don't advocate for being a hypocrite about your beliefs and going back on what you say and not taking the time to have those tough conversations but sometimes when you're in the moment it's so overwhelming and so kind of potent and in your face and you don't know how to react like yeah one time somebody that supposedly was my friend they said they made a joke joke in quotation marks because it wasn't funny that i would never get anywhere because i'm filipino and filipinos are helpers because there's a large Mm -hmm. helper community here and I, i sat there and there was another guy there were two guys so the person that made the joke, the other person that was there, we kind of awkwardly just went, what? Like, you, that was not okay to say. Of course, I wanted to stand up. And obviously, after that, I went home and I, like, started ranting about it. It was awful. And I was like, this behavior is so awful. But in that moment, you are so taken aback, so defenseless. Shocked, You're yeah. completely off guard. We were in a normal, like, drama lesson. I didn't expect to have such racist like slander there in my yeah. yeah i think we need to be a bit more lenient with people who can't necessarily do it in the moment but definitely i agree with ellie it's important to yeah. stand up for what I you mean, believe in in the like i mean i am very privileged to come from a background it'll be come from a family where I I sadly well not sadly but I don't have to face that perhaps um like I've had few occasion but it's never because I'm Caucasian it's always because of my Sri Lankan heritage never because of my white heritage which is Uh, just like that that mm -hmm. prejudice for white people and yeah yay but um definitely in the moment it is so much harder to yeah it's it's like you said it's a very hard situation to get around isn't it yeah um but i do want to make a comment about how i've noticed in hong kong um there is quite i would say maybe a grudge against white people i've noticed my mom like if we've been in supermarkets a lot and um uh, we've heard comments of like because my mom is white and she thinks she owns the place or she's arrogant or this or that or and there's this like grudge that 
because somebody is white they act these certain ways and they are arrogant and they think these things and I think that is also something that needs to be talked about and the fact that just because someone is white doesn't mean that they think they own the place (laughs) yeah 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 i mean the amount of time you know walking walking down the street and like um with with definitely a lot of um old locals in hong kong the amount of times i've been um shouted at things like guai lo yeah go back to england or something um way more than i would have liked but um yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean it happens um and it's 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 good that we are aware that it does, and um, it's good that we are aware that it happens to everybody. Yeah. And that you know, it's it's not just white people doing it. Yeah. Are, you know, yeah. A lot more global than um, some people might feel that it is. Yeah, and yeah, I guess what we're beginning to see is there's like a bubble in, you know, societies around the world, like. A bubble of like that you're enclosed in so perhaps you're not predisposed to the racism that is all around the world and once you do kind of move outside of your place of origin and it becomes more prevalent um because you're not in that secure bubble that you used to be back home where you're the same as everyone else or you're accepted by everyone because you were born there you've always been there i mean even it's like a struggle like in the u.s because people who were born there but come from immigrants they still struggle to stay citizens and live mm-hmm. where they have grown up their entire lives mm-hmm. just because of their racial background i mean and it's absolutely ridiculous but and that's yeah. just come like how we've come to be there's um like with me when i tell people that i'm half british half colombian a lot of people tend to stick with oh she's colombian Whereas when my sister says it, a lot of people tend to stick with she's British. And my sister is white and I am tanned. And when I go back to Colombia, most of the population is white. And that is where I experience, like, there's a lot of racism in Colombia towards people who are of darker skin color. Um, And so it's... (laughs) It confused me a lot as a child because I'd say I'm half British, half Colombian, and they'd be like, okay, you're Colombian because, uh, I don't know, a British person can't be tanned, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) um, I'd go, and then I'd go to Colombia and I'd experience a lot of things or people would be like, uh, they'd make comments about the color of my skin and how... I didn't belong mm-hmm. and there's been times that I have been called the n-word <laughs> and it messed with me because I didn't understand why in some places I was so Colombian but in other places I was but back in Colombia I wasn't and how I didn't fit yeah. in there and it was just interesting to me to, to see that and grow up with that and now that I've yeah. talked to so many people and I've had like I've been so lucky to have so like different so many different cultural backgrounds i understand well i mean you understand because there's a reason behind everything i think so it's been easier for me to cope with it but i i don't know i feel for the people who don't aren't as lucky to be educated yeah. in that sense mm. to people that think it's Definitely. normal yeah. it's normalized yeah. and it yeah. just like yeah. they deserve it um i think Elena's story is 
very common among mixed race Mm -hmm. children definitely and I think it's good that we kind of have that perspective for me I think I get called a banana frequently Mm -hmm. uh, I grew up in an international community and for the listeners I don't know a banana is someone who's yellow on the outside and white on the inside personally Asian people are not yellow (laughs) Oh. Yeah. Yellow. I've always that's always confused me. Um, can I? That's always confused me. Uh, yeah. Um, and I don't know what acting white means. Like, yeah. well, I I like a chai tea latte. Does that make me white? Like, definitely not. I don't, you know. And so, kind of like Elena, I've never felt Filipino enough. Mm-hmm. But then when I'm surrounded by Caucasian friends I feel like I'm the outsider for not getting you know Australian or British or American like practices you know so Mm kind of like you there's that duality and I think it comes from being a third culture kid definitely definitely so for sure yeah so to answer today's question and to wrap up can POC be racist (laughs) I think Yes. 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 The, moral, the moral. The moral of this podcast is don't be terrible. Just everyone can be racist. be racist. Be aware. Be aware of your privilege. Be aware of your prejudices. Don't stay in the bubble. Definitely. Yeah. And Pull we're out not, other people's racism. Definitely, we're yeah. not trying to say that institutionalized or systemic racism is not prevalent and is not a huge mm, issue. Yeah. We're just saying. There's certain racial prejudices that aren't as talked about. So, I mean, yeah. people like those immature kids them. at school laugh when like someone calls out their racism. It's like it's okay to call people out on their racism. It's mm-hmm. what should uh-huh. be normalized. So yeah, yes. that's message. That's the message of today. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, any last words? Any last words? Um tune from our first episode if you haven't (laughs) yeah thank you make sure to drop by make sure to drop by on spotify um or on apple music the wafflers wafflers. give us some love we need a jingle thank you we do need a jingle okay so (laughs) maybe next episode thank you this has been uh, Beatrice, Elena, Ellie, and Ricardo, and we're the Wafflers. Thank you. Tune in next Friday for another episode. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>